There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode of the Self Love Club podcast is brought to you by Air New Zealand's Grab a Seat. Head to grabaseat.co.nz to grab a deal today. The Self Love Club, a place where boss babes share their stories to empower women. Welcome to the Self Love Club podcast. I'm your host, Belle Crawford. Join me for a podcast series where we'll hear the stories of girl boss women who are doing super cool things with their lives. We'll find out how they've done what they have, their self-love and self-care practices, and they'll share their tips to empower you to live your best life. Tara Hanafi is an entrepreneur, model and Chinese medicine student based in Melbourne. After working as a psychologist, Tara moved to LA with her partner and became really sick. Not able to afford healthcare and unable to find answers, Tara developed her own products which helped her recover. Just one of her now businesses. We're so lucky to have this clever go-getter share her story and tips on the Self Love Club podcast. Tara, welcome to the Self Love Club podcast. Thank you so much for your time today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to do something like this. Really excited to find out more about you. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us about yourself, who you are, yeah. and what you do. Sure. So I'm Tara, as you mentioned. Um, I am an entrepreneur, but I have many different masks that I wear. So my main thing and my main passion is, um, yeah, I run my own businesses. I actually have two businesses. A, uh, we, I have a brand of wellness products and also an alcohol brand. And um, I do modeling as well. I've been a model since, yeah, for nearly nine years. And I also recently decided to go back to complete another degree. So I'm studying to be a Chinese doctor as well. Wow. So I've got a lot going on. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll go through all of that. So take us back. Uh, where did you grow up? What was your childhood like? What were you into? Sure. Um, my, my childhood was actually interesting. I grew up, um, well, I was born in Melbourne, Australia, so this is always going to be home. But my dad is an engineer and moved around a lot for work. So he was based out of um, Singapore for 16 years. So most of, for a good chunk of my childhood, I lived between here and Singapore. So I went to school in Singapore as well. So we moved between the two places. Every school holiday, I'd go over to visit my dad. Um, and then he moved to other different places as well. He was in Africa. He was in um, Um, Indonesia, Malaysia. So I always grew up with this sense of that home is not necessarily directly a place. It's just when you're with the people that you love. Mm. So I feel like that always um, definitely shaped me and Mm. my interests and everything. Um, So yeah, that was a big part of my growing up, moving around a lot and um, getting to experience other cultures and other communities from a really young age and immersing myself in it. Yeah. I think that could be quite eye-opening and sort of open your eyes to other opportunities and things you might not have if you'd been in one place, you know? Totally. And it, it just makes the world feel not that big. You know, there's always like one or two degrees of separation. And when opportunities then arose later in life, I was never hesitant to jump on board because I felt like I wasn't so overwhelmed. Mm. Like even from a young age, you had that, I kind of had that confidence to just jump 
because I'd spent my whole life just kind of moving around and experiencing new things and open to change from a really young age. And so what what did you want to do? Did you know when you were younger what you wanted to do growing up? No, see, that's the funny thing. And, um, yeah, I was going to talk to you about that in this podcast because I feel like when I was younger there was always this pressure of, like – especially at school from teachers and pick your subjects because this is going to define what course you go into and then your career. I had no idea what I wanted to do. And sometimes still like I'm changing and adapting and immersing myself in new things. I feel like I envied when I was younger, the kids or my brother or other people around me who just knew what they wanted to do. They, Mm. I love this. This is what I'm going to do. I had no idea. Mm. Like, so, um, yeah, I definitely feel like, yeah, I had no idea what I Yeah, was. and so how did you work that out? Did you study once you left school? What did yeah, you do? Yeah, so I um, – one thing that I always did enjoy was health and wellness. So even from uh, – like it's funny, you think back to when, even when you're children and I see that in like other kids that are in my family or – other people that you see, I always ask this question, what were your favorite toys when you were a kid? And my favorite toys were, I had like a little nursing kit that I used to like, if my mom was ever sick, she'd like wake up and I was putting the stethoscope on her and um, sticking a bandaid on her. And in my cubby house, I loved my like fake kitchen and all the fake food. So even from a young age, I really loved all those things. So I loved health and wellness um, from a young age. Mm. And that was the only thing that really came naturally to me. I, I was always okay at everything. There was never like one thing that was like, oh, wow, she's just incredible at history. She should go on and be a historian. Mm. Everything was kind of like I'm good at everything, but health was the one thing that really just sat easy in my brain and came naturally. So I knew that I wanted to go into that. So I got into health science straight out of um, school, went and studied that, and then this pressure again that we are just talking about of, what are you going to do? Like, mm. what am I going to do after studying health science? What, be a health scientist? What does yeah. this degree mean? It, like, oh, no, freaking out. I need to change into something so that then when I finish, I can go into a specific job. Changed into psychology. So I did two years in health science, then changed into a degree in psychology, finished my degree in psychology. But pretty early on, I knew straight away I'm not for this. Like, we were sitting in class uh, doing pracs and everyone's sitting there really, you know, clinically and I'm just crying listening to Aww. case studies. I knew I was too much of a sensitive soul to be able to go into psychology and not be able to take on other pro- people's problems. Mm. So I knew from, from the get-go that that necessarily wasn't for me. But once I start something, I need to finish it. So yeah. I didn't want to do all those years in university and not finish it, even though I knew that it wasn't necessarily for me. So um, I finished out in with my degree in psychology and uh, then the opportunity arose to move overseas. So I'm grateful that I studied those degrees and finished because of doing that then allowed me to get my visa into the States. And if I didn't study, then I wouldn't have had that opportunity. So everything always, yeah. Yeah. So you moved moved over there and what was calling you to go over there? So my partner, Aiden, my fiance, he um, is in the music industry and um, they were, yeah, they had some really exciting opportunities in Los Angeles. So we, um, he was moving over and like I, we just touched on before, moving around all the time. I was just like, yeah, no big deal. I'll come. Like, so we packed up our lives and moved to Los Angeles. And that was a really um, challenging time. It was hard moving straight out of home. I was only 23 into a different country, 
you don't have all that support network that you usually have. Um, going, getting new jobs and the American system is just way more difficult. Earning seven dollars an hour and you're trying to pay rent and um, my health really started to decline when I moved over there. Um, I was having hormonal issues and I was put on. I didn't get a period for two years, essentially, Whoa. and I was put on really nasty medication that made me put on weight, and uh, my hair was falling out, and my nails were flaking off, and so that um, time was a really important time in my life that has shaped a lot of the things that have come. Mm. And sometimes, you know, when you go through those periods that are really tough, that's what brings change and brings on something that you're meant to be doing or points you in a different direction. So I look back on that time and that's definitely what that was moving yeah. through America. So how long were you there for and how did you start working out what was going on within your body? Uh, so we ended up living in America for nearly four years. Um, I did end up spending a bit more time back in Australia, but, yeah, Aiden only recently moved back. And um, no one really knew what was going on with my body and I I that's where a lot of frustration towards Western medicine, don't get me wrong, Western medicine is amazing um, and incredible for so many things. Like if you have an arm hanging off, you're not going to go see a Chinese doctor or mm. a, a nutritionist or, you know. So, um, but no one really knew what was going on and it was a bit of trial and error and putting, you know, my liver was shot. I, the, my, I had the liver of someone who had hepatitis, but I didn't have hepatitis. And... Um, yeah, this medication. So it was, no one really knew what was going on. And it wasn't until later that I started to treat myself holistically and use natural remedies and um, fix my diet and, fi and take out things that were causing inflammation in my body and really heal my gut that everything balanced itself. Mm. So it was treating what was going on holistically that really worked for me. Mm. And there was no one that was necessarily gave me an answer of what was going on. So did you start working with holistic practitioners or was it really just doing work yourself? Yeah, I, well, I was working for $7 an hour. I didn't have True, the money yeah. in, you know, I went for a blood test in the States and it cost me nearly $2,000. Like you the healthcare I system. Yeah, we this, forget, don't yeah, we? We're so lucky here and you, you take little things like that mm. for granted and then as soon as it's gone you're like wow we're really really lucky. and it's not like you could have just flown home to get you know all that done no and I learned that later I'm like if I need if I even need to go to the doctor just fly home it's cheaper to get a flight than yeah. to go and get a blood test done that's ridiculous home, it's insane so no whilst I was over there I was kind of just battling with this like internally and trying to um work it out myself because I couldn't afford to go and go and see anyone or what did that do to you for your mental health because obviously being sick and like I mean I think, you know, people know that from when you are sick physically, that can definitely affect your mindset and it makes you feel not so good in your head. Yeah, look, it was it was definitely like that was a, a rough patch. Like it was it was tough. And I went over before up until that point my main source of income in Australia and everything was always modeling. I'd done modeling and um, the modeling industry you work you work hard but you get paid really, really well. So I was used to getting like paid really well for what I was doing mm. and um, then coming to the States and then getting ill and then being on medication that made me put on weight. I couldn't, I couldn't do that anymore. So it was also not only battling with like, oh, I feel crap. It's also like relinquishing that control of mm. what I, it, I always knew and what I had done before in my job as well and learning to 
love myself regardless of how I looked or anything because up until that I was so controlling for work with how I looked, what I ate, how I exercised for work. And then I couldn't do that anymore because mm. I was on this medication that changed everything. So. Yeah. How did you sort of deal with that? Because that would have been really hard. You know, you talked about being able to love yourself through yeah. that time. Were you able to? Did you love eventually, yourself? Yeah, eventually. And it was just surrendering. Like you, I couldn't control the way that I looked what was happening to my body because of what was going on and the stress was making it worse. So the more that I was holding on and and attaching to a certain outcome or how things should be, the more you're stressed and then the worse it gets as Mm. well. So I think stress was a really big thing during that time for me. So um, eventually I just learned to surrender and I stepped away from modeling during that time because there was no way that I could possibly do it just mentally. And um, I think just allowing what is to come and um, embracing. I I remember having one moment and I was sitting on the floor and my hair was falling out and it was like in a big clump in my hands. And then I remember having this moment going over, coming over me and being like, why do you care you're not your body? Like you are more than just your body. Like let go of this. Like you're going to be okay. Don't attach to this because you're not your body. Mm, That's really powerful. Yeah. I think we place a lot of, who we are and our identity and our body as well as what we do for a job. Like that's who we think we are. Think we are and you play so much. And then if that's taken away from you, who are you? Yeah. So I, yeah, I remember having that moment and I remember saying it to Aiden and yeah, I think just surrendering Mm, and just going, this is what's happening. This is what's happening. You're going to be okay. It's not a big deal. Like, okay, you're losing control. And that loss of control for me was what was difficult because I'd spent so long controlling everything mm. in terms of my body for work. And then, yeah, it, it, it needed to happen. Was and it kind of freeing in a way, even though it yes, wasn't pleasant? Totally. Once, once I got through that, that, that rough patch and um, just surrendering, then it was freeing. And I, I stepped away from modeling. I, I knew that was never what... I necessarily wanted to do or what I felt was my purpose. It was just something that supported me financially. Yeah, and it's something you're able to do. And it's yeah. exactly like to do the things you wanted to do, it helped you do that. Yeah, exactly. And it allowed me to save up money, move overseas, work whilst I was studying. And up until that point, then I, I got signed to an agent overseas, was like, oh, yeah, I can come, go overseas with you, Aiden. I can work whilst I'm there, go and do this, this, and this. And then as soon as you go over, then it's taken away. So mm. eventually once I did surrender, it was really freeing because I'd lived so much of my life having to control so many aspects just for work. And then allowing that to just go and just to kind of live life a little bit better and just enjoy stuff that I didn't, you know, like care that I was so strict about beforehand, like, and being harsh on myself. Really, I re- It really forced me to learn to love myself and um, not worry so much about your physical appearance. Yeah, because yeah. is that something you were really focused on? Yeah, of course. Yeah, like being in the be, yeah. industry, unfortunately, you – especially young from 20 to 23 that's young it's you're impressionable you easily get swept up in that world and into that mind frame and that every day you're going to work and you're being compared and you're being judged on your physical appearance it's really difficult to not mm. not place emphasis on that yeah and having that taken away from me really learned it really taught me to not care about it and 
then later I moved back to Australia and the opportunity arise, arose again for me to start modeling. And, um, I was like, I went into it with a totally different mind frame and I was like, Oh yeah, sure. And it's funny. I'd never thought I'd still be doing it. I'm nearly 29 at this age. Not as many people are still doing it, but, um, having a different mind frame around it and, and having that self love and, um, not really caring about what other people think mm. has meant that I do so much better in the industry compared to when I was younger and so much like seeking, you're seeking more so validation because you're, you're insecure or now I'm totally not. And, and it's on your terms. And it's on my terms. If you want to book me, book me. If you don't, I don't really give a shit. Like, yeah. it, it is what it is. I, this isn't me. This isn't what I, my purpose in life. This yeah. is just supporting me financially to be able to do the things that I feel are more my purpose. Mm. So I don't feel like if you don't want me for your job, then it's a personal reflection on me. Exactly. And it is something that I think in a lot of areas, whether it be your job or your life, whatever someone's doing, if someone rejects you in any form, you I think a lot of us have had to learn to not take it so personally. Of course, yeah. It does feel personal. It does feel personal. Especially when you're modeling, like it's it's you, it's you, what you look like. Yeah, it's what you that look like. That is your face, your yeah, body, you exactly. know. Exactly, and going through that experience kind of taught me, like I said, you are not your body. Mm. Like that's not nece- My body is not necessarily me. I've got to be a bit bigger dreams and purposes than just like taking a pretty picture. Yeah. <laughs> so when you came home, was yeah. that when you were able to really sort your health out? Yes. So – definitely like not my health really did take a a turn for the worst in America not only because of the stress and life changes and everything and hormonal issues um but also the air and the water and the food the everything's so much more polluted and mass-produced and sprayed with chemicals and everything in America that we're so lucky here like we live a much more simplistic life Mm. and our produce and our air and our water is so much cleaner than a lot of the rest of the world so I think being surrounded by this abundance of chemicals and everything really did make a big difference in America and then coming back here and being away from that again and then um, less stressed and um, fixing my diet and working out what was triggers for me really did make a big mm. difference. I was working in a, um, what, once I realized I couldn't model anymore, I went and got a job at a, like this wellness juice bar thing in America. And we, they had these cleaning chemicals that we needed to use to clean the space. And I was using them and every day I would break out in an allergic rash and I would go home and I would just be covered in a rash every day and for $7 an hour. And <laughs> like, you like probably couldn't even afford to buy cream or like yeah. take something to help like, you get rid of it. It was, it was just a hard time. Like, and don't get me wrong, I wouldn't change it for anything because, like I said, it points you in the right direction and it causes change and things to happen and you learn a lot about mm. yourself. But, yeah, just it, like every day I was getting these chemicals on me, like how can your health be well when you're not mentally like feel like there and physically and then also like just being surrounded by that every day. It yeah. was just nasty. Yeah. So when you got home, was your health any better at all or did you have to do some work with yeah, I definitely, people? Yeah, I definitely did um, work with people and it was a lot of self-discovery on myself. There was this book called um, – the plan by Lynn Janae and that was really pivotal in um 
working out what if anyone is suffering from uh, food intolerances or you wake up in the morning and you feel bloated or sluggish and you feel like I eat healthy like why does this happen to me definitely read this book I couldn't recommend it anymore and basically the the premise of it is that everybody's different everybody's biochemistry is different your genetics are different what works for someone doesn't necessarily work for you and in the book she actively gives you the tools to be able to identify what are your triggers and what works for your for your chemistry your mm. biochemistry of your body so um having that tool really helped because I was able to also work out what what my triggers were and some of them were so like like I could eat a bag of french fries and I'm fine but then give me a tuna salad and I'll get sick you know so it's so you have this Mm. this idea that this is healthy and this is bad but it's not the case for everyone so uh, working out what what was causing inflammation in my body and was wrecking my gut and gluten was a really big one and I wasn't aware of that until then um especially in America the wheat and um the processing that it's that it goes through in America it's sprayed with Roundup which is this really horrible um weed killer pesticide that kills everything else around it but um and then they process the wheat after spraying it so it's like you get these trace amounts of these nasty chemicals in all your food and then wheat is throughout everything so um yeah, figuring out that really made a big difference and fixed my gut and my hormones really started to balance and just So your hormones were sort of unbalanced because of the mainly because of the food stuff. Yeah, and my your gut and your hormones are very linked. Yeah, very, very linked. And my health was just not great because of what was happening stress wise and diet wise. Yeah. And it just and it wasn't like I was I was always a really healthy person, you know. And I was on uh, the birth control pill for a long time and then came off it and then that's when the problems started to arise. So I had also the same. coming off the birth control. Coming off pill. coming off the pill, I think that none of us really knew that I, I was really bad. My progesterone was basically non existent. Yeah. And skin was terrible, like mm. just so depressed, you yeah. know, like it was t- a horrible time. It's horrible. And, and you don't know. You're not told this when you go on it. No, and that's what makes me really sad about what the system that's in place now is that's just the normal and it's another Western medicine thing. It's just to, oh, you've got bad skin, take the pill. Oh, you're having sex, take the pill. Mm. Like why are we not empowering young women to know their cycle and to know, to be able to track it and to know when they're actually, like I say to so many people, like, are you ovulating? What's ovulation? I don't know when I'm ovulating. Am I ovulating? I'm on the pill. Does that mean I'm ovulating? People aren't even aware yeah. of their cycle and their body. And I find that so sad that, that we're not empowering more young girls to know that information and to be able to utilize that to their, to make sure that they're having, you know, safe sex. And if they want to avoid getting pregnant, they know mm. this information and can track what their own body's trying to tell them because yeah. it does send you signs every day. And too many people are not listening mm. and we're not taught that. No, yeah, we're just if you're having sex, like don't have sex or yeah. uh, take this, and yeah. you know, yeah, exactly. Mm. So, um, yeah, the pill is a, is a touchy subject, yeah. I mean, <laughs> everyone's different, but no, I'm, I'm similar. I, I, um, a lot of them I couldn't be on because they made me sick, like, I, yeah. I actually would physically vomit being yeah, on a few of them. So, it was like one I could be on, and then that one made me sick, and so I had to come off it, yeah, wow, that was it. And I wanted, to, and I had done my own research, and I found that I didn't want to be on it anymore, yeah. But that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, like, everyone's like, different. Like yeah. yeah, like I was just saying, everyone's different and everyone, what works for someone isn't yeah. necessarily what you should do. But, yeah, I was the same. Like mm. there was one that 
I went on for a little while and I remember I kept waking up in the middle of the night feeling like I was having a heart attack. Yeah. Like, it's just like, why are we doing this? Do, like tell a man to take a pill every day. Oh my goodness. To shut down their reproductive cycle. Like, I know. And see what, what their response is It would not be. happen. No. And we just actively, oh yeah, okay, fine. We'll yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, we'll, sure. do it. we'll take away our rite of passage as a woman to ovulate. That's fine. See you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye ovulation. <laughs> Which we really need. Yeah. Yeah. So then talk me through what happened once you got home. What were you doing? work-wise were you working as a psychologist no so I was living in the states got sick wasn't modeling was working at this job I was using natural remedies to kind of help myself and that's where the inspiration for my first business came along so um start had the had the idea um started working I was using these natural remedies to also help myself and my symptoms and um formulated this product and uh, is that why you're in America was whilst when, I was in America, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I had extra time, so up my sleeve, and it just kind of all organically happened there. And um, yeah, then started making it. Was then I was spending a bit of time at, at, in Australia still as well, going between the two places, and I was making these uh, uh, these bath bombs that have like um, we have trace minerals, seventy five trace minerals in them, magnesium oil, and it's a way to nourish your body without having to actually eat anything. So um, the seventy five trace minerals can be absorbed just directly through your skin. So was uh, yeah, making these at home, was just selling them online. Was still in America, then got a manufacturer out in America. We set up manufacturing, we're selling online we got into urban outfitters in the states and then next second we had a a, an opportunity from chemist warehouse nationwide in australia to start selling these products so um they didn't want to import from our manufacturing in the states so i made the decision to come back to australia and set up manufacturing here to um make that business opportunity happen so uh it kind of just grew from me doing this as a little thing to then yeah nationwide (laughs) in chemist warehouse in australia how did you sort of like, I mean, it's one of those things, isn't it, when you're like, how did you do that? But how did you do that? You know, you started something at home and then it's being manufactured in America and then here and then you're selling them across a whole country. Like, yeah. how did you do that? Just jump. Just do it. Like, I feel like too many people get wrapped up in their heads and don't just do it. So mm. half the time, like, you think people know what they're doing but a lot of the time people are still just winging it. And you, you just I just learned as I went along and I did have a lot of great people around me that were supporting and um, were on this journey with me. So I wasn't doing it alone, so that definitely did make a big difference. Um, but, yeah, just throwing myself into it and just taking whatever challenge came my way and just finding the answers and you can just – you can do these things. I didn't study business. I didn't have a business background. Health and wellness was my passion. And um, I just kind of learned along the way. Mm. Yeah. And so how did you sort of set up those opportunities being able to sell in certain places? Like did you have contacts or did they approach you or how did that all come about? No, a lot of it just happened organically, like especially the urban outfitters and all the manufacturing. We did have a contact here in Australia with the with Chemist Warehouse, but they still approached us. It wasn't us. Um poaching them down so um yeah a bit of both a bit yeah. of both we I definitely did have some contacts along the way but a lot of not as well and just kind of so a lot of it is hustling but then a lot of it I think when things are meant to be they sort of just come opportunities come yeah, to you in a way I'm which so, yeah I, I'm a really strong believer of that I feel like when people are doing things that are aligning with something bigger than themselves and are helping people or doing something that's more their purpose things just fall into place mm. and you know and that's something that I've really I really do 
remind myself all the time of is if I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing, things just align. And mm. when you're pushing shit uphill, sometimes it's not what you're meant to be doing. Like, why are you doing this? Are you attaching to it from an ego perspective? Are you doing it for something that isn't a bigger purpose than yourself? And I feel like when you're, yeah, definitely when you're doing stuff that are, yeah, aligned with you, things just fall into place. And mm. it definitely was one of those things, divine yeah. timing. How long have you been doing the the products now? So we moved to Los Angeles in 2014. That's when I birthed the idea, but and so it's kind of been growing since then. So yeah, it's well done. Well to, yeah, and we didn't launch in Australia for a, a little bit of time after that, but yeah, it's been an ongoing process and a thing in my life, a theme in my life since then, 2014. Yeah. Nice. yeah. If you're obsessed with travel like I am, you need to check out New Zealand's Gravity Seat. They have loads of deals on flights up for grabs every day so you can tick off your travel bucket list. Whether you're keen to explore hidden gems in New Zealand or head off on a gals weekend in Aussie, get amongst a lush island getaway or lap up the goodness at a wellness retreat in Bali, they've got you covered. Plus, you can even head further across the globe to the USA or Asia. Next level, right? Make sure you check out grabaseat.co.nz to grab a deal today. Thanks to Air New Zealand's Gravisite for making this episode of the Self Love Club podcast possible. And so then you've got another business too. Yeah. So um, that business, yeah. So we have other products now with the, it's called Liqueur, Liqueur Body, um, I play on Liqueur. And then I was at home with my parents and my brother was playing around with beer. He was started fermenting his own beer and I was fermenting my own kombucha and I was like, big fan. Yeah. And I was like, why don't we just make this alcoholic? Like, so then I had the idea to create a naturally fermented alcohol out of kombucha. So brought that to people that I thought would enjoy doing this side hustle thing with us. And yeah, now we've um, created alcoholic kombucha and we also have nationwide distribution around uh, that as well. So that's called Butcher Brothers. You're so clever. (laughs) So like when you say you approach people that you thought would be interested, are they people that you knew? Yeah. So uh, a comment, you know, something that's been really amazing and I'm blessed in my life is I've had a really good support network around me and I'm surrounded by other people who are entrepreneurs yeah. and uh, working for themselves and are open to doing these type of things. And, um, Aiden, my partner, he, he's an entrepreneur as well. He works in music and has other things going on. And his brother is uh, a lawyer. His other brother had played around with, uh, wine and fermentation and was, own businesses that are um, bars so it was just like a natural yeah. it's made sense for you me you know the right people yeah. you have the network you uh, yeah. may as well just like but just that was also it. like another divine thing yeah. like, uh, they could all be doctors and then that wouldn't make any sense exactly but the yeah um i at first wanted to do it with my brother but then my brother was just not entrepreneurial like he he's gone into the um the navy as an officer now the total yeah. opposite to an entrepreneur so at first i was trying to get him to do that with me but but then it didn't happen. And then after a while, I was like, hmm, why have I not said it to them? And then I said it to them. And then, we, yeah, we all worked on it for a while. It was a, it was, was a really um, – it wasn't easy to get off the ground because there was a lot of science behind. Mm. Um, so we ferment kombucha and we don't just add vodka into it, which defeats the purpose of yeah. it. We um, basically fermentation naturally creates alcohol So and kombucha is fermented tea. So we just ferment the tea in a different way and a longer way that allows – 
um, for 4% alcohol. So um, it was a real science of trying to get that down pat so that the bottles don't explode and, yeah. Yeah, and then obviously with, like, food, there's, like, food grades and yeah. you've got to get things approved alcohol and everything. licenses. So it was great having um, Aiden's brothers and stuff for that because obviously I'd never been in the alcohol space and uh, one of his brothers is a lawyer and then the other one work in, working in um, – licensed venues and everything they get have, your product out yeah, there as well would yeah, be exactly. handy. Yeah, sure distribution you're like we're in bars yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh that's so cool yeah so um that's how that's another little baby that we've got going on yeah well done yeah. it's so epic and you're going to be studying again no i've just you finished my have. first year oh yeah, well so done but year's been actually really like <laughs> full-on for me because so i've always wanted to go and study more because i i love constantly I don't like being stagnant and I like constantly um, learning more information and keep and keep growing. So I, I did want to go back and study more and that always was an interest for me, Chinese medicine, because um, obviously I had my own frustrations with Western medicine not being able to help me from a holistic point of view. And then my mum has suffered from brain tumours and I've oh, seen, wow. like, gone through this process with my mum and it's one of those things that, don't get me wrong, they're amazing, the surgeons mm. and everything, they've done an incredible job. But there's no, there's, it's nothing comes from a holistic point of view. Yeah. You it's know. one of those things that you can, you know, you obviously Western medicine has its place definitely in those of situations, course, but then, course. but then sometimes just for additional support or different yeah. things you might need through that process, it's really handy to have that to of do. Course. Yeah. And, um, you know, she, she goes and does radiation and then she leaves the hospital. I'm like, Oh, so did they tell you to take any supplements? You know, blah, blah, blah. No, that's it. So that was also a big inspiration for me was to, um, immerse myself in more holistic, medicine treatments that mm. I can because I'm passionate about it and I love it so being and then also in my products that we ha, we have in the body products we have Chinese medicinal herbs so it was just a natural thing that made sense and I was kind of like in this position where I'm like do I apply do I not apply okay I'll just apply I might not get accepted anyway just apply got accepted I'm like oh shit what how am I going to do all this like trying to juggle two businesses I still model and then full-time study like am I a crazy person <laughs> probably but, you're clearly capable of doing it all though yeah. like you know but yeah so I went yeah I've started that back this year and what's it been like have you I, loved I, it? I love it I absolutely like it's so nerdy but yeah I really no that's it. so great yeah. so how many years is it it's a it is a double degree and it's five years but because I've already studied and I have a bunch of credits especially in the health space um for me it brings it down to like three and a bit That's years good. so yeah, yeah I feel like time just flies anyway so are you full-time studying yeah full-time studying oh my goodness I know I wouldn't I never thought I would be but like as well as running two businesses and modeling are you do I you have people working for you we have a good team around us yes I do have people working for me and at this year I've definitely had to have good. more people on in, involved just to pick up things that I didn't need to be doing anymore like I don't need to be doing the Instagram and I don't need to you know what I mean yeah like, it's just like tasks that if you pass it off then it gives you the freedom and or not even the freedom it's like actually being able to do other things big picture things exactly those things like you know updating websites or yeah, dealing with exactly. customer service that can yeah. be done by somebody else somebody else and 
that's something that I've learned as well. Get people who are better at it than you. Like that's not my, I didn't study marketing. Like that's not my niche. That's not what I'm super passionate about to have people on on board who are better at it than you Mm. and to help the business out. So yeah, definitely relinquishing control of those other tasks that I don't need to be doing and to put my energy into something else that's going to grow and um, generate more for businesses and information and you know so Mm. yeah what are some things you want to continue to do like so once you have finished your studies which obviously is a little while away Mm. but do you want to practice and then yeah yeah I would like to practice and I'd I also love I'm loving the information that I'm learning because I can use there's so much wealth in this space and you know these ancient forms of medicine and looking at not only the body but the whole planet and system as a whole and supporting one the body and everything it, there's so much wealth to be found in there and um western society it's lost like this has been a big part of eastern society these books were written like four thousand years mm. ago and this information's been there and these tools so um utilizing that information and um creating more products that can help people by using what nature has given us in different forms by things that aren't necessarily a part of our culture mm. but there is a lot of worth in it so yeah i i find i'm think yeah i definitely would continue to create and then you'd be able to yeah you'd be able to create more products out of it yeah yeah and use that not necessarily yeah i'm definitely interested in practicing but also creating more products as well yeah so what are some of the areas that you cover off or like when people hear of you know chinese medicine i Mm -hmm. think we think of the herbs and yeah but what are some of the other areas that things that you do so uh so there's um acupuncture as well um yeah the herbs are a big component and just looking and treating the body uh, a big principle of Chinese medicine is holism and treating the body as a whole you know if you're suffering is it the meridians as well yeah the meridians which come into play with acupuncture um and just looking at the system from a whole so if you're suffering from grief the lungs are going to be affected from that you know people think they're healthy and they're doing what they should be doing oh you know I eat salads for lunch and that's amazing and everyone should be doing that but also your emotions play such a big part on your physical body and I feel I find that our society and our culture doesn't necessarily really address that so much. It's mental illness is separate from the body and combining these two and uh, looking at the body from a holistic point of view and, oh, you're stressed. Okay. Well, maybe your liver is being impacted by this. So it's looking at the body and the uh, the whole system in a different way. And it's, it's really, really fascinating Mm. to see it all come together as one big picture rather than separate units. You know, I've studied, health science i've studied psych- which is the body i've studied psychology psychology which is the brain i was always into like fitness and health again the body but then this this form of medicine and treatment looks at everything as a whole rather than separate units yeah i love that so yeah. much i think it's so important and especially you know people might think it's quite new age to think that way but like you say it's like four thousand plus years yes, old yeah. so it's not new it's, no. it's an ancient practice it's, it's been yeah. a lot longer than western medicine and don't get me wrong western medicine is amazing as well and you should but it's good to just yeah have both them. yeah, yeah have why both. not yeah yeah the more the merrier yeah and yeah so. yeah what are some you've talked us through a lot of these things mm. here but what are some of your go-to self-care practices in sure. order to keep you healthy and happy mm. sure so um i've always been passionate about food and 
that's always a running theme in my life. It doesn't matter how stressed I am or if I'm traveling, like I always eat well. That's a big self-care practice for me. Um, I kind of lost a lot of that emotional connection to bad food because I'm so, I love just taking care of myself and I'll eat a carrot and be like, Ooh, the vitamin C I'm getting out of this. (laughs) So I definitely, for me in a physical sense, a common thing that is always throughout my life is just eating well and Mm. trying to look after my body and my physical body, because if that's off, then the rest doesn't, doesn't flow naturally. So, um, that's always imperative for me, but then also it is, yeah, self-care is about not only just your physical body, it's your mind and your soul as well. So yeah, even, you know, I love taking a bath, a long bath or, um, I find definitely I'm more centered and more grounded when I am spending, this is so cliche, but more time doing yoga and meditating than connecting to that spiritual side of myself rather than just focusing on the physical constantly. Mm. So it is, trying to keep that balance which can be hard especially when I've got exams and life's going on and craziness and planning weddings and oh my god (laughs) but it is really important to to try and like tick boxes on all of those different things not just physical but emotional and spiritual as well yeah so yeah totally yeah yeah what about um if things are quite hectic what Mm. are some things that you make sure you I think your food definitely will be something but like when you are really like full-on busy Mm. or maybe stressed what are some things that you then ramp up or bring in extras that might really help you through those times because I think that can be helpful when people are whether they're sick or really stressed as well like obviously there's day-to-day things but are there things that you bring in or you just do you just do things uh, make sure you're doing them more when you're in those situations yeah look stress it can be so hard on your body so definitely I will ramp up like making sure that I'm eating properly and stuff during those times I, I don't think I'd necessarily do anything too crazy during those times but I always do prioritize my sleep as well mm. like sleep's so important and doesn't matter if I've got a, a busy day like I always try and get at least seven hours of sleep because if I don't then everything it, the stress just becomes worse yeah so food and sleep from a physical sense is what I'll definitely prioritize no matter what I'm stressed or anything because it just becomes worse if you're feeling run down mm. so sleep definitely a question I always ask is what is something you would tell your young self something I would tell my younger self well we kind of touched on this before that it's okay to not have everything figured out and you know there's so much pressure and I feel sorry for young girls and everything these days looking at social media and, and seeing these portraits of people's life thinking that everyone has everything all together and having this overwhelming pressure to be that and I still feel like I'm figuring it out and you're rolling and changing and adapting and you don't have to have your life mapped out and have everything with this set plan of what you're going to do, do and be, because it usually doesn't even turn out that way when you do have a plan. Like I had this plan in my head that I would be like single until I was like 28 and be just like, free and I didn't even know what I was going to be doing and then I met my partner when I was 20 and I've been with him since then like whatever you have in your head might not necessarily come true exactly right people sort of have these ideas I think when you're younger you're like right I'm going to be married by this point and then it's like honey you have no control over that it's just life happens as it does and it's different for everybody yeah and it's okay to not know what you want to do and not have your life mapped out and don't have don't worry if it's not like I, I wish I had someone to tell me that when I was younger because you have all these people 
people being like, what do you want to do? What are you going to do? Where are yeah, you going to do? Yeah, you feel so like, much pressure. I don't know. So to have someone, like, I feel like if any young girls are listening, just to have someone say, you know what, if you don't know what you want to do, that's fine. Just keep learning and adapting and doing and things, and, doing things. Yeah. and it's funny sometimes like I look back on you know I'm not even 30 but still I look back on all the little things that I've done along the way and they've all kind of formulated into one thing and it's like oh I had this job and I learned this at that job mm. and now I'm using this to be able to do this yeah so everything happens for a reason and um, everything's linked as well like, everything helps you yeah. to get to where you're meant to be exactly so don't be stressed out if you don't know what you want to do. And it's kind of more fun when you're not too stressed and you just go with the flow. I yeah. feel like that's when you're at your best anyway. I've learned to chill out a lot and it's like you just – things happen as they do and they actually happen a lot. Not easier because you still have to work really hard, but then, like, it's just not – you don't feel like you're pushing so much. Yeah, you're not – You're yeah. just going with the flow and, and things work out and you're like, wow, and you kind of get surprised by things, Yeah, you know? totally. I'm a big one as well for, like, following the signs. If I, like, I have little signs along the way, then I know I'm on the right path yeah. or if I'm doing the right thing because I'll – notice little things that resonate with me I don't know someone's might be seeing a butterfly or something but I definitely have numbers that appear when I'm on the right path or doing the right thing. Oh my thing. goodness. Speaking of numbers, yeah. I've been having like repetitive numbers this really? week. What numbers? I had, so I, I looked it up and I had one, two, three. My flight was one, two, three. Oh, wow. My coffee order at the airport was one, two, three. Wow. And then I had to go to an address one, two, three in the same day. Well, that's a sign. And then another day I had 22 pop up three different times, two addresses of interviews wow. I went to and a food order was $22. Yeah, you're on the right path. And I find that. I look into it that. and I was like, what does it mean? My dad's like, it doesn't mean anything. I'm like, dad. <laughs> Like, so cynical. I'm such a like, hippie about this stuff. But. He's like, it just is, it's, a, it's just the same number. I'm like, that doesn't no. happen two days in a row for no reason. No, definitely They're not. like angel numbers. Yeah. I looked into it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I feel like sometimes they don't necessarily need to mean anything. It's just a no. little sign to let you know that you're doing the right thing and you're on the right path. Yeah. Like the biggest one that I, so I'm born on the 11th of January, so 1101. Wow. I'm the 15th. Oh, you're a Capricorn yes, too. Capricorn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so the 11th. Oh, one yeah. yeah so 1101 or like 11 and 1 yeah. is always like a common and then I was born at 1 and o'clock then, so they're magic numbers oh there you go 11 one, one, yeah 1111 is magic numbers yeah, yeah. so the one the, the ones are like a big thing for me and I remember the first date that I had with Aiden I got to his house and my parking spot in his house was 1101 and he lived at house number 1101 Oh my goodness! So I remember going to the door, and he didn't know me then. So you can't just be like, "Oh my god, it's my, it's a sign." (laughs) We're meant to be. (laughs) We're gonna get married. (laughs) Oh my god! So yeah, um, I think following the signs is a big one too. Just to yeah. Do you think one thing I'm starting to learn Mm -hmm. now, having my own business, is that. You trust your gut a lot when it comes to decisions. Do you Mm. go up when you're making decisions or you're doing things with your business? Do you listen to that? And does that sort of help you? Because I've heard of people that I've interviewed before, before I even turned this into anything like that, um, talk about that and how they just listen to their gut and if it tells them if it's right or wrong Mm -hmm. and that's how they sort of operate a lot of their business. Yes, definitely. Like intuition for me is just a big thing and yeah, 100%. I'm always listening to not, a, yeah, my gut or whatever I'm feeling. Just what doesn't feel right. Yeah, what, I just course. listen to what doesn't feel right now. And if of it doesn't, course. I'm like, no. No, 100%. Yeah. Like, obviously, logic is important. Of course. But I yeah. think women's intuition is amazing and empowering that and using that is a really amazing tool that 
I don't think enough people are using yeah. it. Yeah. And you can tap into that. Yeah, tap into that. What is some advice you would give, to, and you've sort of given that in a way, mm-hmm. an advice you'd give to yourself about mm-hmm. like not worrying and about if you don't know what you want to do. Mm-hmm. But what is some advice you would give to women listening, whether they're struggling with their health or mm-hmm. just wanting to do epic things with their lives like you are? What would you say to them as some words of encouragement? Um, you can do it and done is better than perfect. I feel like that's been a big thing as well. And I've seen that in a lot of other people who, you know, I've spoken to and people who are also doing things, whether it's creative projects or businesses is you put so much pressure on yourself that it needs to be perfect. And sometimes just starting and going and and you can always make things better along the way. And people put too much pressure. Oh no, I'm not going to release that until blah, blah, blah. Or I'm not going to do this until I've done da, da, da. But actually sometimes done is better than perfect. Mm -hmm. So just start. And you can always like get better along the way. As someone once said, especially from a business space in a book that I read, um, if you're not slightly embarrassed with the first product that you release, then you launch too late. Right. So sometimes people get wrapped up in their own head and feel like things need to be perfect when it doesn't need to be perfect. Like obviously do as best as you can. Yeah. You can always have room for growth and improvement. And sometimes, yeah, done is better than perfect. Something I wanted to touch on quickly mm. that you mentioned before we started recording was that you're, you, and I know you're a real doer. You sort mm. of, people be like, oh, you did this? Why didn't you tell anyone? You know, yeah. you sort of, because I think a lot of people, especially Especially in the world of social media, we're announcing things all the time and of we're course, sharing a lot, which yeah. is cool. Yeah. But I think I actually really respect and I like doing that as well, working on things and then then you can like tell people about it. Yeah. But you're you're very much a doer and you'll just do things without telling anybody. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, definitely that's that's me to a T. I I'm not so much of a talker. So yeah, I was telling Belle before we even started that I was a little bit out of my comfort zone because I've never done anything like this. I'm you're done. definitely Amazing. just I just throw myself into stuff and do it rather than like announcing to the world like yeah. oh, I'm doing this and um I do respect people who go about things that way of course but I'm just yeah I'm definitely more of a doer and lastly mm-hmm. what empowers you what makes you feel empowered as a woman is it other people or is it doing what you feel you're meant to be doing yeah do it, definitely but um you know what this is probably going to be a little bit left field but I've been really lucky in my life and there's this really powerful movement going on, which is amazing. And it's all about, you know, women supporting other women and women in business and women, women, women. And amazing. I couldn't agree with that more. You know, it's so amazing to see women doing things, but I've also been so empowered by the men around me. Mm. And I think that I, I, I'm scared that this movement, you know, it's all about the yin and yang and being, also supported by the having amazing men around you as well and being in balance with them they can provide structure and support to your creativity and allowing that beautiful nature of the masculine and the feminine together can be really really powering and supportive and that's been a really big thing in my life all my businesses I run with men I, I love women I have so many amazing women around me that's been I've been blessed with beautiful friends. I've always had amazing women around me. But then later in life, I've also had these amazing men around yeah. me that have allowed me and supported me to do what I'm doing. And if, if it wasn't for the amazing men, I don't think. I totally agree. Yeah. It's not about, it's just about, yeah, 
everyone being equal, equal. And, and supporting mean- each other and, and celebrating the kind people. It's like, I think a lot of it, yeah, it's about women supporting women and women being able to do things. But also I agree. I think it's really important to look around us at the incredible men in our lives yeah. and celebrating them because there are some amazing men around yeah, us. And yeah. We've been lucky to have them, you know? Yeah, exactly. And having men who do support your dreams and, allow you to they don't have big egos and allow you to be you and shine and support the journey along the way with you and believe in you so I that's been really really empowering for me and a really big thing is having amazing men as well not just as amazing women yeah hey thank you so much for everything you're doing and and so much for your time you're amazing oh thank you Thank you so much for listening to the Self Love Club podcast. Please subscribe for weekly episodes and catch up on apps you may have missed. Reviews and sharing the Self Love Club with your friends and on your Instagram stories helps heaps in spreading the self love message. You can keep up with the Self Love Club at Self Love Club Podcast and at Belle Crawford on Instagram, plus find resources and blog posts on my website, bellcrawford.com. We've got heaps of boss babes coming up to empower you you through the rest of the year and into 2020 with weekly episodes available each Monday. Catch you soon, babes. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.